Dynasty Blueprint with Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome to another edition of the Dynasty Blueprint. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell, joined by Matt Williamson. Matt, we did a, a, a pre-Thanksgiving listener questions. We're back with a post-Thanksgiving listener questions. I guess you survived the holiday. I did. It was a very good holiday. Watched some good games, good family, all those wonderful Thanksgiving things. So it's great that we can get a second pod out to these folks. Lots of good listener questions. And Ryan, I got one directed just to you. Uh-oh. It, 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 it's from Williamson NFL. Okay. And he asks, Mr. McDowell, have you fallen back in love, in deep, helpless love with Amari Cooper? Uh, oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I thought you might. Yeah, it, we, we definitely hit a, we hit a little rough patch there for a while. Sure. Um, I was, Relationships aren't easy. Right. I was doubting my... My anything for Amari motto for sure, and even uh, even when he was traded to the Cowboys, I was uh, not confident that would be a, a better situation. Y- you know, I, I, I was in line with most people. Slight quarterback upgrade, slight total offensive upgrade, maybe maybe not even a coaching upgrade. I think that's up for debate still. Right. But uh, the the real change that we've seen from Oakland to Dallas is that they are making him the centerpiece of their passing offense which when you look at the Raiders it's it's still a question and and just just really confusing why they wouldn't have done the same thing with the the pieces they have there at at wide receiver and but but that's what the Cowboys are doing they're giving him a ton of targets uh every game basically and it was not an efficiency issue with Cooper earlier this season I think last year it was he had a ton of drops but but this year he was he was catching the balls thrown his way. He just wasn't getting a ton of targets in, in many of these games, and now he is. So yes, anything for Amari. I'm he's he's my guy again. I I feel sorry I ever doubted him, and I <laughs> I even during during that rough patch I even traded away one of my Amari Cooper shares. So that's that oh, wow. stings stings just a little bit, but uh, still plenty of those to go around. What what about you? What are your thoughts on Cooper? I mean, he looks great, obviously. He was tremendous on Thanksgiving. And kind of like you said, I mean, I think it's pretty clear his new team wanted him badly, gave up a lot for him, using him like crazy, and they love him like you do. Yeah, and whether they're... uh, I've seen plenty of people say that they're only featuring him because they gave up a first-rounder. They don't want to look... You know, they don't want to look any worse than maybe they already did. I mean, to me, they're featuring him because he's by far their best wide receiver. It's not even close. Oh. But again, that goes back to the, the Oakland deal and, and wondering why they didn't do the same. I think we could say the same of them. But regardless, he is in a better spot now. Uh, the Cowboys are winning, so for better or worse, it there's probably not going to be any changes. You know, when you look at the main pieces of that offense, there's been times this year where we assumed Jason Garrett would be fired we assumed or maybe even thought that uh that they would look to make a change at the quarterback position and I think now with this winning streak and and on their way to probably winning the NFC East those guys are going to be back in this in their same positions next year which is probably good news for Cooper yeah and it's a good defense um they got to get Lawrence locked up I would imagine they'll franchise him they're not really losing anything on offense. I'd be surprised if they didn't add a tight end to the mix, too. Like, this team's pretty well built to be successful for the next couple of years. 
Matt, as you said earlier, we are going to get into some more listener questions. We had so many good ones left over from last episode, uh, and, and our Thanksgiving break here allowed us to to record another show. So we're happy to be here. We're happy to have these questions, and we're going to get into some of them. Our first one comes from Dynasty FF Thoughts. We we like that. That's that's pretty much all we have. Uh, <laughs> he's He's actually got a few questions. I want to start with this one. What are some likely prime landing spots for the top 2019 rookie running backs to make them more valuable in the eyes of dynasty owners? So first of all, we've talked about that, uh, that 2019 class in general. We've talked about the running back class. It, it does not look strong overall, but there are certainly some, some good prospects we like in that. David Montgomery uh, from Iowa State, Damian Harris, Benny Snell, my, my guy at Kentucky, all of those guys. Could be, I don't know if I view them as first rounders in the NFL draft, but certainly second rounders. Uh, Bryce Love, big name from Stanford, probably should have won the Heisman uh, a year ago and, and has had a down year this year. Devin Singletary, Rodney Anderson, there's there's a few of these guys that, that we would want to look at and, and really consider where they land. So thinking about prime landing spots, Matt, we like to do this from time to time. Let's just run through every NFL depth chart thinking about the running back position. And I want to hear from you. How likely do you think that team is to add a, a significant running back piece? Uh, it could of course be through free agency. Uh, we know Le'Veon Bell, Tevin Coleman. We've talked about the, the free agent running backs as well, but we, we won't try to predict if they'll go rookie or, Right, right. Or, or or free agent, but just which teams... Who could be buyers in the running back right, market? Right, right. Which yeah. teams need a running back? Uh, so we'll we'll try to run through every single team. Buffalo Bills, uh, their situation is McCoy and Ivory. That's pretty much it. It's awfully old. I mean, for a total rebuilding team with a lot of resources, I got to think that, yes, they are probably in the market for a young guy and make Josh Allen's life easier, maybe even trade McCoy. Um, so, but... Not a great spot to land because I don't think that offense all of a sudden going to be, you know, the greatest show on turf next year. Right. If if they were to add a, a rookie running back in the second round, first of all, there's so many needs on this team. That would not right. seem like a wise decision. Uh, but even if they were, yeah, I, I don't know if that's – You're not thrilled about I, it. I don't want to invest in that player. Miami, Drake, Gore, spent a draft pick on Kalen Balaj last year. I would think they stand put. I mean, I don't know if Gore comes back, but and I don't know how well they feel about Bellage, but I would think you give it one more year, basically, with what you got. New England Patriots, James White, Sony Michelle. Of course, they took him in the first round last year. I think that pretty much eliminates them. They also have Rex Burkhead, yeah, uh, Jeremy Hill on IR. Some a couple of those guys, I believe, are free agents uh, following this off season or following. The this only season. thing I could see them doing is grabbing a Legarrette Blunt guy to vulture touchdowns. You know, like what what Hill was a cheap guy. Sure, but uh, again, after probably sp- not. No, right. after spending a first rounder, we doubt they would go after no. a, a day one or day two rookie. Jets, Crowell, McGuire, Bilal Powell. Uh, they're like you know they're another team that needs everything, but they have massive amounts of cap space. Um, I would kind of think if they're going to go running back, it's go big or don't bother, like Lev Bell or Tevin Coleman or. Wait a year. You know what I mean? Like, don't a fourth rounder is not going to move the needle for those guys. Yeah. Uh, McGuire has played pretty well for them. Crowell, I think, is, has been a disappointment. Uh, 
Yeah. And and they have been one of the teams when you when you hear the Le'Veon Bell conversation, they're one of the teams that that pops up because they do have that cap space. Here's an interesting one. Uh, would would love to hear your thoughts on this after last week. Baltimore Ravens, Collins, Buck Allen, Gus Edwards, your guy Kenneth Dixon. I don't know if you're ready to let him die yet. Um, <laughs> they, they've got a lot of pieces. I don't know if they have any good pieces. I think they absolutely will be in the market. I, I'm curious to watch uh, Edmonds, right? No, Edwards. Edwards. Sorry. The rest of the way, I thought he was impressive. I think he's a good fit, but I don't think he's the answer. Um, I don't think uh, Collins has been the doghouse. I think they're absolutely in the market for a running back. Cincinnati, Mixon, Bernard, nah. drafted Walton last year. They're they're all set. Uh, Same with the, Cleveland. Yeah, Browns, Chubb, Duke. Uh, they they are in good shape there. Uh, Pittsburgh, of course. Bell yes. Bell is going to be gone. They've got Connor. They drafted Samuels last year. They've been talking him up a little bit. Yeah, but I don't think I think he's going to be more of a specialty player. Um, I could see a third or fourth round pick, you know, another James Conner like p- pick, or maybe they go sign Jay Ajayi, you know, somebody like that. But I think they'll bring in somebody else who's sort of significant. So do you think they would do that with a mindset of challenging Conner or backing up Conner? Backing up. Yeah, okay. I, I'm pretty convinced he's going to be the guy now. Okay. Texans, uh, Lamar Miller, Alfred Blue, they've got Deontay Foreman with the injury. Um, there's a lot of, you know, some scuttlebutt that that could be a Le'Veon Bell landing spot. I don't know that I buy it, though. I mean, I feel like if I'm the Texans, I would much rather invest in that awful offensive line. Um, Foreman's interesting. I mean, he might be activated here soon, so maybe we'll see. Maybe our opinions change. Maybe we'll say, boy, Foreman looks really good. They don't have a need here. Miller has been better than expected. Um, so I would say probably not unless it's a massive upgrade over Miller, which there probably is only one guy that that would you know be the case. Yeah. I don't, oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm underestimating Miller. I, I feel like a lot of players could be upgrades over, yeah. over him. He's, uh, he's just been average. Once again, uh, if, like you say, if Foreman came back, um, I, there, there's some doubt about if that's even going to happen this year, but if he mm-hmm. came back and looked strong, that might change their game plan. Colts, Marlon Mack, they spent the two draft picks on Naheem Hines, Jordan Wilkins last year. It's kind of like the Jets to me. Tons and tons of cap space. If they would land a big dog, then maybe, you know, but um, I kind of would probably roll with what I have for now. But if you had a clear upgrade, somebody that's better than what you have by every stretch of the imagination, then sure. But I can't see like another third or fourth round pick just thrown in the mix. They do not seem like the type of team, just based on some of the choices they've made in, in the past, they don't seem like the type of team that might go get Lev Bell. But that's, I think that's the team where I would want to see him land. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Jacksonville, Fournette, Yeldon, Hyde. I think uh, Yeldon's a free agent. Hyde, who knows if they hang on to him, but probably not spending a, a very early pick on a uh, on a rookie. The Tennessee Titans... No. Lewis, Henry. Yeah. See, I could see them trying to get rid of, move on from Henry just because yeah. they inherited him. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, we got this older guy that we like, but we better bring in a second or third round pick. So if they could dump Henry for a fourth or a fifth to someone that wants him, then maybe, yeah. Denver Broncos drafted Freeman in the in the middle rounds last year, hit the hit the jackpot on Philip Lindsay as a UDFA. They're 
they're probably set, I would think. I think so, yeah. Kansas City, of course, they have Kareem Hunt locked in as their starter. Spencer Ware is a free agent, I believe, so they could maybe look to add someone. Yeah, right, and then you're an injury away from being a very important guy. So keep an eye on that situation for sure. I think there will be some movement with their number two running back for sure. The Chargers, Gordon, Eckler. We yeah, don't, we don't want yeah. any of our favorite rookies landing there. Uh, the Raiders. Oh, what a mess. Uh, Marshawn Lynch on IR, Doug Martin, Jalen Richard, DeAndre Washington. I, I kind of feel like all of these guys should just be wiped off the roster and, and they need to start fresh. <laughs> I, I could honestly see Bell landing there, to be honest with you. But yes, I mean, I think that's kind of like the Bills. I think there will be movement, but you're not thrilled about it for a year or two because it's going to be a bad offense. Um, I think Doug Martin's actually run a little bit better than I expected. Those were, <laughs> those, low expectations. Yeah, those were low expectations, exactly. <laughs> Cowboys, uh, Zeke, obviously nah. locked in as the starter. They've got some decent backup there. Rod Smith's a nice mm-hmm. player. They're probably feeling pretty good. I uh, imagine. Giants, Barkley, Gallman. Nah. They're, they're all set. Nothing. The Eagles. For Ooh. sure. So Ajay is a free agent. Uh, Josh Adams has been pretty solid as a, as a uh, rookie this year. And then Clement and Smallwood have, I, I think have been disappointing. They've, they've got to do something, right? Right. And I see a question here from Ross asking, is Josh Adams the 2019 number one running back for Philly? I absolutely think not. I mean, he's going to have a very nice audition stretch here. I think he's very pedestrian. I think he's an NFL backup. So I think they'll absolutely be in the market. Probably draft though. They're really a cash strap team. So they can't just go get Coleman or Bell or somebody like that. Yeah, they they might not even be able to hang on to Ajay as, as a free right, agent. Right, right. Redskins, uh, Peterson and Thompson. Uh, but, of course, the real story there is Darius Geis, who they would expect to get back after his ACL injury. So they, I, I would think they would feel pretty set going into next year with, with that group. Yeah, I'm not positive if Peterson's re-signed or not. My hunch, when they signed him, I assumed it was a one-year deal. Cause I, I think they actually gave him a two-year deal, if did I they? remember correctly. Then they're in yeah. really good shape. I mean, yeah. Now, all of a sudden, I don't like Geis as much next year. Bears, Jordan Howard, Tariq Cohen. Uh, we, we talked. Um, this kind of reminds me of the Titans, though. Like, I could see them trading Jordan Howard to the Eagles or something and then drafting somebody they like better in the third round. Okay. I, I would... I would probably like that for the Eagles, even though yeah, right. not a huge Howard guy. That would be a, a good um, a, a good fix for them. Lions carry on Johnson, Blunt, and Riddick probably set with that group. Yeah, I, I, I think, think so. Blunt is uh, is a free agent, but still in good shape. Packers, they've got Aaron Jones. What else do they need? What right? else could you ever want? No, I think they're set too. Williams is a solid two. Okay, so you think they're probably happy with Williams? As and they're young and cheap, and yeah, I think they're happy. Yeah. Uh, Vikings, Cook, happy. Murray. Yep. I think Murray's a free agent, though, isn't he? Um, I'm not positive on that. I might not be. I might, he might have one more year. Yeah, let me. I think let me he does have one more year. So, I mean, Cook, obviously, it just needs to stay healthy, and I assume he's going to finish the season off strong. But I've kind of thought that every step of the way, and he's a little frustrating right now. But I think he's going to assert himself as like a Kareem Hunt, clear number one. And so if they are in the market, it's, you know, a fifth-round pick, a sixth-round pick, something like that. And Right. So so I don't think so. So so Murray is Murray does have one more year before he hits free okay. agency. 
Um, they they claimed Amir Abdullah off waivers from the Lions. Uh, I, I believe that makes that just a, a one-year deal or, or right. rest of the season deal, so he would be a free agent. But they also grabbed Mike Boone and Rock Thomas uh, as, as UDFAs uh, last offseason, and, and neither of those guys have done much during the regular season, no no real opportunity for it. But they were both pretty impressive, I thought, in, in preseason. For both of those undrafted rookies to even make the roster, I think – Tells us a lot, that, yeah. Yeah, it tells us that they like those those two kids. Right, so th- I think that really affirms that they aren't going to do anything. And back it up a second, I mean, even like Chris Warren's kid is maybe in the mix at Oakland, but probably is a backup too. I mean, he's one of those kind of preseason wonders as well. Right. Falcons, uh, of course, we, we talk every episode, I think, about Tevin Coleman and his impending free agency, but they've got Ito Smith and uh, Devontae Freeman probably set there. Smith's been pretty impressive. Yeah, but I was, you know what, just real quick on Freeman, though. I mean, yeah. I think he's a, a quickly declining asset, though. You know, that if he looks like an old man sooner than later, I mean, I, I didn't draft him anywhere this year. I was dumping him everywhere I could. So is Edo Smith the one? Like, if they have concerns about Freeman, do they use another pick on the young guy? That would kind of shake the the dynasty landscape, right? That would be a, a, a major deal. We've already basically played without Freeman for one year, and if that's the beginning mm-hmm. of the end, that's that's a big conversation. I think it might be. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. I think it might be. Just be open to that. Um, Panthers, you said, right? Yep, McCaffrey uh, locked in as the one. They kind of flopped with their backup. They, they tried C.J. Anderson. That didn't work. They dumped him, uh, and they've got just a, a bunch of veteran, you, you know, Traveris Cadet, Artis yeah. Payne, Kenyon Barner, None of those guys are long-term answers. They could maybe add a, an early day three pick as as some depth. Yeah, or sign T.J. Yeldon. I mean, I feel like whoever they add better be a pretty good receiver because McCaffrey never comes off the field. And I got the feeling, or I thought I read that C.J. Anderson said, hey, can you release me because I never play because this guy ahead of me never leaves the field, <laughs> that they should probably get a clone to him just in case he goes down. You know, a, a Miller Lite version. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I I would have gone the other way with you know with a, like a blunt type mm-hmm. guy who can bang but that's it Cam. in inside the five. That is Cam. That's true. That's true. Good point. The Saints, uh, Kamara, Mark Ingram, free agent. We'll see if he uh, if he stays. Of course, if if he goes, they've got to address the position. If they keep him, they're set. That's pretty pretty straightforward there. Yeah, no doubt. Buccaneers, Barber, Jones. They hope Ronald Jones is the answer, but who knows at this point? Yeah, I could see Bell there. I could see Coleman there. Um, I wish we knew more about Jones, but maybe we need. Maybe we know all we need to know. I mean, it's gonna be a new coaching staff though, too. I'm pretty sure of that. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So I bet they're in the market. Yeah. Uh, last uh, last division, NFC West. Cardinals. David Johnson drafted Chase Edmonds last year. Set. Yep. Rams, Gurley, Malcolm Brown, John Kelly, locked real, in. Real set, yeah. I think Seattle. all these teams are, actually, are. Yeah, you like all these? Seattle, Carson, Davis, Penny. I mean, they used the first-round pick on Penny. I mean, it'd be kind of bonkers to go back to that well, and Carson might even be better than him. And I, I think they have what they need there. I don't love the situation. And then the Niners, you know, Jarrett McKinnon's still floating around, and Breed has been good, so I don't think they're buyers. Yep, I, I agree. All right, so that's... 
um, that's kind of our quick thoughts on landing spots. And I guess what stands out to me after going through all 32 is there's not a, gra- a lot of great landing spots No, uh, for, right. for these rookies. And there's not a lot of... Not a lot of rookies either. Not a lot of great rookies. Maybe that's a, a a good match this year. You know what is great? I bet you do. It's our friends at Harry's. And I've told you guys many times that they have changed my shaving life. I uh, used to only use a electric because my face would break out and be a mess. And then I tried Harry's reluctantly, to be very honest with you. And I love it. So they have some great deals for you going for the, the, for the holidays. There's a real theme here with that. But they make a long-lasting quality products at a super reasonable price. They're German engineer blades for as low as two bucks a piece, as opposed to like four or five that you spend at Rite Aid or drugstores or CVS or whatever. It's a practical gift that he will use. You can give them to your buddies. You can give them to your dad. Give them to your brother. Whatever. Save him money on blade refills. You can personalize it to make him feel extra special. Choose a color that's right for him. Now with limited edition holiday handles. Personal engraving option as well. That's pretty cool. Uh, ready to ready to gift sets come in handsome gift box. The gift sets starting at just ten bucks. There's a hundred percent quality guaranteed. So if he doesn't love it, just returns are quick and easy and hassle free. There's no problem with that. But here's what's going on as a as a special holiday offer for fans of the show. We partners with Harry's to give you five dollars off any of their shave set, including our limited edition our limited edition holiday sets. When you go to harrys.com slash dynasty, all caps, make sure on that. I'm in the dynasty part, all caps. Plus, you'll be getting free shipping. So this offer is for new and returning customers and is only available for the holidays. Every Harry shaving set comes with a wonderful weighted handle with an option to engrave now, which is great. German engineered five blade cartridges to provide a close, comfortable shave. Foaming shave gel for rich lather that smells wonderful. A travel cover to protect your blades. A handsome holiday gift box to put it all in as well. Or if you just want to try something for yourself, redeem Harry's trial offer to experience the quality of a shave before committing. So get yourself a Christmas present here. So again, get your holiday shopping done early. Free shipping ends on December 12th. So act now. Go to harrys.com slash dynasty to get $5 off a shave set while supplies last. That's harrys.com slash dynasty. All caps. Our next question comes from Matt. Matt says, who are your favorite stash guys for 2019 to trade for? I think these questions are tough. You know, it's it's like mm-hmm. sleeper type questions because there really are no sleepers anymore. There, there are no, I don't know if there are any even deep stash players because everybody knows, everybody knows everybody at this point, um, except maybe Gus Edwards. I don't know if we knew him a couple weeks ago. But a couple players that I like that uh, the way I viewed this question or thought about this question is players that I like who have probably lost value this season, uh, Okay, but, but I would still want to take a chance on them. Uh, Taewon Taylor is one really expected more out of him this season. Uh, he's been hurt lately. That offense has kind of been a disaster uh, through, through much of the season in Tennessee. So he is still a player I would be, not only fine rostering, but um, pursuing to to trade for. I've seen him dropped in smaller leagues, actually. Uh, so Taewon Taylor is one. Naheem Hines is another. Kind of the same thing as as Marlon Mack has uh, come back strong from his injury and had some some really good performances. Hines 
has lost opportunity and, and therefore lost value. I still like both of those guys. You have Yeah. I, I think Naheem, Naheem Hines is a basically a long-term Duke Johnson type that his role is always going to be pretty safe and very luck-friendly. Um, I think the Taylor one's a good one. However, if we were going around the league and doing receiver-needy teams, that might be the number one need for the Titans. Like, their first-round pick might be receiver, which doesn't mean it affects him. He still might be the slot. He still might be the third guy. But they really need to find a starter opposite Corey Davis. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would agree. Uh, Agree with that for sure. Any other names come to mind? I always have a list of about a million tight ends. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I guess we, we talked about them last time, I think, right. mostly. So yeah, yeah. you might want to go back and check those. But I always end up with a lot of tight ends on my roster. And sometimes they turn into George Kittle. Yeah, absolutely. We decided last episode that Gerald Everett was our kind of yeah, our favorite absolutely. guy lately to target that's in that low-value range. He might not be in the low-value range for much longer. Next question from Neil. Neil says, I joined a new league this off season, uh, this season. Rookie drafts will be auction with money assigned instead of specific picks. I'm excited to see it unfold in year one. Curious how it would change your strategy of holding or trading picks or targeting specific players. So uh, my kitchen sink leagues are like that. And I've got some other leagues that, that are auction leagues like that. You get, uh, you still get, picks based on your finish in the league, but each pick is valued at, at a different amount. And then that money stacks. So if you have the 101, the 201, and the 301, you take those three amounts of money, put them together, and that's your your budget for, uh, for the rookie auction. I love it. it. It really opens up lots of possibilities. There are some years you end up with a 101, and you don't necessarily want it. Maybe you don't love any of the players. You'd rather oh, wow. Have, You'd rather have, um, like maybe next year, right? Next year could definitely be one of those years. You might, you might prefer three or four or five players, uh, in a lower tier than taking a shot on one guy and, and doing an auction allows you to do that. If you want to spend every bit of your money on one player, you have that choice. Uh, and then of course, if you want to spread it out and get a dozen rookies and just rebuild your roster, you can do that. Uh, Neil, I, I believe Neil is uh, is uh, with us over in Dynasty Command Center, and uh, if you want to check that out, I definitely suggest you do that uh, at, at DynastyCommandCenter.com. But Neil, I would say for sure, reach out to me there. We can talk more specifically. But if you're in one of these leagues, the the easiest and, and kind of the most obvious strategy for me is to acquire these second and third round picks because they're worth less money, but again, they stack. So if you have, if you have three or four third rounders, that's going to be close to the value of a first round pick. And a lot of times you can get, you can get your league mates just to toss in a third rounder or, or maybe even upgrade your third rounder to a second rounder as you're making a trade. They, it adds up quick for you then. Huh? Right, exactly. It, it stacks up and, and now you've got a lot of money to spend on these rookies. Okay, one question. I'm glad you handled this question because that was over my head. <laughs> if this year, you know, there's not a stud. So it sounds like what you just said is a, is a great idea. Is get as many seconds and thirds as you can. And correct me if I'm wrong, but if we answered this question 365 days ago, knowing Barkley's coming out, how would you handle it a lot differently? 
Well, as far as the acquiring seconds and thirds, I would handle it the same because again, Mm -hmm. it, it, it goes to that kind of building your, your budget, building your pile of cash. And if one guy has the one Oh one and I have the entire third round worth of picks, of course, that's, that's a rare example, but or right. extreme extreme example, but in that case, we're going to have similar amounts of money. So you don't have to have the one hundred and one to get Barkley. Mm-hmm. That's that's the great thing. Uh, but yeah, in in those leagues, those leagues are actually Devi as well. So so Barkley was uh, already gone, I, I believe, in every one of them. But when you when you get that big prospect that that sneaks through, then yeah, I mean, teams are breaking the bank on on. For them, Baker Mayfield was an example because they're super flex leagues, and he was a player who was not rostered through Devi, and then of course he goes on to be the the first overall pick. So he was a player that um, teams were spending almost their entire budget to to land him. If it's a great class loaded with studs like that, though, might you trade a veteran that's worth a second round pick for a third or two thirds or something? just to get more draft capital, like maybe lose the initial trade with the long-term payout maybe. Oh, absolutely. Okay. And the other thing you'll see is that if you don't have the most or the, maybe the second most amount of money, then you're, <laughs> you might as well not even be in the, in the auction. If you have, if you're just middle of the pack, you're not going to get any of these first rounders because a lot of times the guy with the most money can get the top player and maybe the third or fourth best player as well. Okay. I get it. Pretty cool. So, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's definitely a, a different wrinkle on, um, on your typical rookie draft. It, it's made it pretty fun. Next question from Joe. He says, what's the long-term outlook on some wide receivers, Anthony Miller, DJ Moore, James Washington, Will Fuller. We'll try to get to all of these. Let's start with James Washington, your guy there in Pittsburgh. Uh, hasn't had a ton of opportunity this year. He's he's gotten on the field. He's he's dropped a ton of balls. Yeah, it's been a real disconnect. Early in the year, it was he didn't know, and this is a knock on him. I mean, it's a it's just a learning curve thing because he wasn't tuned into all the hand signals and all the hurry up stuff, so he didn't see the field. But his snap counts have really shot up the last month or so. Um, he hasn't done a whole heck of a lot. There's a lot of mouths to feed. I. If people have soured on him, though, I wouldn't hesitate to go grab him because just watching him in person as much as I did, really impressive. Go up and get his skills, good after the catch. I just think he's a typical struggling rookie, kind of. Yeah, the the concern with Washington, of course, is uh, he's, he is stuck behind Juju and Antonio Brown for the foreseeable future. Yeah, that's for sure. But a third receiver's valuable. I mean, you're right. I mean... He's a long way away from being a starting fantasy receiver, I suppose. You're giving a second rounder to acquire him, though? I guess, yeah. The talent's yeah. there, and, you know, if one of those two are hurt for a week or a month or a year, he's very valuable. Uh, DJ Moore, another rookie and in a very different situation. I, I think it's fair to say he's taken over the wide receiver one role there in Carolina. Devin Funches has struggled. Now he's injured, and Moore has ascended in recent games we liked more uh, everybody liked more he was the wide receiver one in most dynasty rookie drafts last year and he's lived up to the hype i, I had some doubts Getting for sure he, 
he got off to a slow start, but I think it's fair to, to put more in that top 25 wide receiver uh, range when you're looking at dynasty rankings. I don't think Funchess will be back. I think Moore's role will keep growing. I think he's passing every test. Um, here's my dynasty question for you about him, though. Would you rather have DJ Moore or your choice of incoming rookies wide receivers? Um, I think at this point I'd rather have more, right? I'm, I mean, he. I thought that's he, what you say. Yeah, he was already the wide receiver one last year, although it was viewed as kind of a weaker r- rookie receiver class. I don't, I don't think that's still the case. But uh, he's in a good situation. He's the number one on his team, and, and I'd rather do that than kick the can down the street for another year. Right, it's kind of the bird in the hand, and. You have him move now, and he's good, and it's a pretty good situation. Looks like a good offense. Yeah, I'd, I'd be shocked if there was a receiver incoming that everyone would say, oh, I'll definitely t- take that guy over more. Anthony Miller was another another guy that Joe mentioned. What do you think about Miller? I like him a lot as a player. I think I like him more as a football player than I do as a, as a fantasy player, though, because I feel like the, that, that offense is hard to predict. You know, is it going to be a Cohen week? Is it going to be a Robinson week? Seeing a lot of different guys have big weeks. I think Miller has eaten into Gabriel's uh, targets quite a bit. I think they love him. They traded up for him. But I don't know how to value him necessarily in Dynasty because I don't know that he's going to be a huge point producer. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit last week, just how they're spreading the ball around. Uh, of course, they have uh, Trey Burton there as well. So, it yeah, it, it's tough to predict just on a weekly basis Who's really going to be the the primary asset? I like Miller as well. I think I think his value probably increased more last couple than weeks. It, yeah, right. More maybe more than it should have. So he's actually okay. a player I would maybe look to sell uh, if I for the get, same reasons I said. Just because there's a lot of guys there. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, to me, he's kind of he's. Kind Kind of in a James Washington situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got more production than Washington, of course, but um, in, in that similar situation, but uh, but has a lot more value right now. Yeah, I wish he was in like Gallup situation or yeah. Ridley yeah. situation, you know, like a clear you know, Valdez Scanling, like a clear number two right now, but he isn't. Will Fuller was the last guy he mentioned on the IR. Now his season's over with a torn ACL, but. Uh, when he when he was healthy this year, uh, was was productive once again. I always think he's overrated, but I think I'm wrong, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've flip flopped on him a million times. It feels like since yeah. he since he was drafted a couple of years ago. Are we starting to worry about injuries with him? Yes. I mean, he's little. He's a tightly wound athlete that I think will have a lot of hamstring pulls and things like that in his career. And the thing I didn't like about him is I thought he was going to have a lot of drops. I thought he was going to be Ted Ginn, boom or bust. But he's a better football player than I thought. And he is in a good situation. But when I see him on Dynasty ranks and we have people on, he's like, what, like the low 20s in terms of wide receivers in Dynasty ranks? I think that's far too rich for him. Yeah, that is that is about where we see him typically ranked. Uh, and... I really like the player. I love the talent, but I agree. We, we've got to start thinking about these injuries and factoring those in a little bit more. 
Next question comes from Eric. Eric says, uh, who are some young guys that started the year on the IR, maybe have been forgotten about? Any you suggest picking up before the year is over? Uh, you mentioned Chris Warren already. I think that's a good mm, one. Yeah. Um, not not sure he was even injured. I think the Raiders pulled a fast one there. Um, Deion Kane is the other one that, that came to mind for the Colts. I think we mentioned him on our last episode as well. I'd be sh- – Real quick on Kane, I just think he's interesting because I don't think he'll ever be the two, but I don't know that it's that far-fetched for him to be the two. You know, I think they'll add somebody this offseason, but if not, Kane might just walk right into that two spot. If you look at their depth chart right now, it feels like he could be. I know in, in Dynasty Leagues we get caught up with propping up these these young unknown players too much, but you just look at that roster, it's not – it's not very daunting to pass some of these no. guys on a depth chart. Not at all. Um, I'm, I'm struggling to come up with names. I mean, guys like, I mean, are you buying like a McKinnon? I mean, a pricier guy? I mean, I love that system, but will he be the man or is he going to be part of a double backfield, kind of like it was in Atlanta? Um, who are some of the other guys on IR? Hunter Henry? I mean, some of these guys are pricey. Like, they're, they're not on the waiver wire. Right, Hunter Henry has has not really seen much of a drop in his value. Uh, the same is true of of Darius Geis. Those are uh, those are not guys who have been forgotten, as mm-hmm. Eric mentioned. Um, McKinnon, the price has probably changed, but there's certainly a lot of risk there, uh, not only health wise, but even just his role. I'm I'm probably not paying the price it cost to get him on my roster. Yeah, I didn't never loved him as a player. Even at his best, you know. Next question comes from James. He says, what am I doing with Golden Tate in a contract year? What's he worth realistically in pick value? Well, it's getting lower every week, I think. Yeah, I think Um, so. I think you could probably still get a second, but I don't even think that's a slam dunk, honestly. Do you think they bring him back? Well, you already talked about the the cap situation. Um, Right, it's really... and the thing is, I mean, you you forget a, Here's an injured guy to, to think about, Mike Wallace. I mean, I'm sure he's not in a lot of leagues, and they really need. I know that like Mike Wallace and Torrey Smith don't seem like much, but that offense has not been the same without a deep speed home run threat. And clearly, that's something they value in Philadelphia. And Wentz is a good deep ball thrower, even if it just opens things up for Alshon and Ertz and Godard and all those guys. So. Even like when they took Tate, it was like you should have went for Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, well, along those same lines, I don't know if I don't know if Wallace is a guy we care too much about in Dynasty, honestly. But what about Mac Collins? Yeah, right. That's a good one. He flashed as a rookie, landed on IR, uh, I believe, before he played at all this season, um, and he was to me. He feels like. He was the backup plan to Mike Wallace. He was their their next deep mm-hmm. speed guy in line, and, and they lost them both uh, around the same time, which really changed that offense. Again, you don't you don't think about losing Mac Hollins and Mike Wallace as necessarily deal breakers, but it really had a major impact on what they wanted to do. Now they don't have a speed guy at all. Yeah, well, imagine if the dog if, if if he never got injured, you know, and Wallace goes down, we might be talking about him. I mean, not like 
uh, Kenny Galladay, but maybe as like a second round value, you know, had a really good year. There's a lot to like about him. Big physical guy. Wentz throwing to him for his career. Uh, he might be a real good guy to pick up right now. Yeah, back to James's question with Tate. I'm certainly not selling for less than a second. I would, I would probably get a sec. Uh, I'd probably take a second if I wasn't uh, starting him, and and hopefully, hopefully you're not starting him because that that role, the Eagles are really the, the same thing we talked about with the Bears. It's it's going to be Ertz most weeks, but it's Alshon. Aguilar is going to pop up with a big game. Uh, Tate is obviously going to pop up with a big game, but as far as week to week consistency, I don't know if you can expect that. Don't sell for a third though. Don't, don't give up that cheap. No. I mean, he may land in a, what if he landed with the Colts? Mm, now now nice. you're talking, right? Yeah. 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 That would be nice. He He's not done. He's not done. He He's, no. he's going to be one of those guys we talk about buying uh, this off season. Yeah. Maybe now's the time to buy him. If your trade deadline hasn't gone. Yep. Uh, a couple more questions. Next one from Nathan. Who are some running backs to target that have low or no value that could be starters next year? Kenneth Dixon. No. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to start in Baltimore, right? right. Um, in any of the Ravens running backs have, have low value right now. So you can pick your favorite there. Uh, some of the guys we've already mentioned in this episode, uh, where I could see landing a job, Spencer Ware. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, Somebody that a lot of people have, have forgotten about since his injury is Rex Burkhead. Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like we did cover this, you know, but um, I guess they're good ones. I, I just can't see anyone saying, I'm going to add Spencer Ware and make him the man. Well, we, I mean, we never would have thought that, right? And the Chiefs did that. We never True. would have thought We never would have thought Rex Burkhead would be viewed as a starter, and, and he was. I think the obvious one that has very low value right now uh, that could could be a starter and maybe even would be favored to be a starter next year is, is Ronald Jones. Yeah, I guess he has a really clear path if they don't add a, a big name guy. You know, back to your example too. Like none of us thought that they would. You know, someone would view Ware as a starter, but the Chiefs did. You know, like I didn't even know if I'd view McKinnon as a starter, and they made him the second highest paid guy in the league. So yeah. it only takes one to fall in love with you. Uh, Jones is a great one, especially with the new staff coming in. Maybe they'll say why didn't you use this guy i mean there's some dysfunction going on in tampa bay yeah yeah that's that's a tough spot to figure i I still think as as we talked about with the rb scout a couple weeks ago i I think it's worth kicking the tires on ronald jones even though he's he's not a player that was high on my list mid second Uh, for like the oh yeah yeah Yeah. early second for him yep yeah yeah yep i'm still i'm okay with that Mm mm-hmm Last question from Travis. Travis says, what's your theory on acquiring one guy when you already have another guy uh, on your roster from the same team? For example, I already owned Evans. Should I go after OG Howard? Uh, Matt, how much consideration do you put into that situation when you're, uh, when you're having trade talks? Zero. Never usually even crosses my mind. I mean, I, I, I even go so far as I often don't even care you know, my quarterbacks by weeks or my tight ends by weeks. I just want the best guys I possibly can get. And I don't worry about those things. I mean, there are times maybe I would like the handcuff, you know, like you sure would have liked James Conner if you owned Bell. I mean, sometimes that does work out. But I do think handcuffing in general is a little overrated. Um, I don't 
think about that stuff too often. I just think of, is this guy have a chance to really help my dynasty league, my th- dynasty team? Yep, I 100% agree. Uh, I've got I've got some teams where I own three or four players from the same roster and and start them every week, right? If if you have three or four Chiefs or three or four Rams, three or four Saints, you're probably pretty happy. So <laughs> right, right. I I don't consider that at all. If I have Evans, I would be glad to have OJ Howard as well in his specific uh, question. So yes, go after OJ Howard. Don't let uh, don't let already having Mike Evans on your roster slow you down at all. Yeah, I 100% agree. I mean, yes, it could hurt you. I mean, you could end up in a situation where the quarterback's a nightmare or the play calling's horrible or whatever, and you're not getting the most out of your players. But for the most part, I don't look at that that way. Like, boy, I already have one. I can't think another. Yeah, totally agree. Matt, that's going to do it for this, this bonus episode of Listener Questions. Thanks, everyone, for the questions. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with more Dynasty Blueprint.